Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Hey, real quick. This episode is brought to you by Progressive where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates, national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Hello and welcome to the new Mindset Who Dis podcast. My name is Case Kenny at Case.Kenny on Instagram and this is my weekly podcast where I create short, no BS episodes dedicated to helping you become the person you're meant to be, leave your comfort zone and live a purposeful and fulfilling life. Let's go. Welcome to episode 547. Hello, my friend. Welcome to a fresh new episode of New Mindset Who Dis. As always, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for supporting me. And today, I want to help us all realize the difference between passion and drama in a relationship, the difference between passion and drama. And you might hear me say that, and you would say, well, that's easy case. I don't have time for drama in my life. I'm no longer in my drama king or drama queen phase. I don't attend the drama that I'm invited to. I'm over drama. Drama is for immature people. And yes, of course, that might be practically true, right? You and I, we try our best as mature adults to not engage in textbook drama, shit-talking, immature things. We don't do it. But, and there's always a but, (laughs) there's something about relationships and love and connection and emotional connection with another person where we mistake drama for passion. We just we just turn a blind eye to it and we slap a new label on it and say, well, that's passion. And it has nothing to do with being immature. It has nothing to do with it at all. It has a lot to do with attachment theory, um, your upbringing, which I'll reference in a little bit here. But I want to do this episode to get practical about what passion looks like, the thing that you should very much want in a relationship, and what drama looks like. The thing we think we know what it looks like, but for some reason in the confines of a relationship, we're quick to forget. And not just forget, but mistake. We mistake drama for passion. We mistake drama for passion. So let's talk about this. We have to learn the difference between drama and passion. And practically said, passion is genuine, deep connection that you feel with someone. And yeah, it lights up your days and it fills your conversations with excitement and depth. It's about shared interest and mutual enthusiasm and just chemistry that makes everything seem brighter. Yeah, right? But it's consistent 
in nature. It's ever-present. Sure, it has ups and downs, but it's defined and underpinned by being consistent. It's defined by mutual enthusiasm. Drama, on the other hand, is it's unnecessary noise. It's constant misunderstanding. It's petty arguments. It's an emotional roller coaster that leaves you both drained. Drama is not about connection. It's about conflict. Drama is not about connection. It's about conflict. Passion is about connection. Passion is about connection, but drama is about conflict. And while passion adds to your life, drama subtracts from it. Let's get even more practical, right? That's lovely, I suppose. Nice word choice there. But what does drama actually look like? The kind that we mistake for passion. I'll rattle off a couple here. The first that comes to mind is jealousy. If I had a nickel for every time I talked to someone and after talking and talking and finally cutting through the noise, we're like, why did I think jealousy was passion? I'd be a wealthy guy. Jealousy is drama. Jealousy is not passion. Jealousy, right? The kind that leads to controlling behavior, possessiveness, whatever it may be. That is not a sign of someone's passion for you. It's not a sign of just someone being a fiery lover, someone who's all in. It's not passion, it's drama. And I'll touch on why this is the case in a little bit. But first, let's just let's get the evidence on the table. Evidence that says this is drama, this is not passion. So that's jealousy number one. Another drama, not passion, would be arguments. And yeah, of course, practically arguments are part of life and it's not necessarily a red flag. They can simply be a sign of you know, strong opinions and whatever it may be, but we can't buy that on its own. If you're constantly arguing and small things are being elevated, that is drama. That is a result of poor communication, which is also drama. That is the result of unresolved conflicts, which is also drama. Those are conflicts that simmer and simmer because they're never resolved. That is not a symptom of passion. It's drama, plain and simple. And another one here, I should have mentioned this one first, but the cycle of breaking up and making up, <laughs> breaking up and making up, that is not passion. That is drama, breaking up and then making up. And sure, there are cases, of course, where this can happen and it can be part of the process, but a cycle of yes, followed by an adamant no, and then yes, and then no, and then bonding over coming back together only to repeat the cycle again and again, that is not passion that is drama, right? You get the point. Other pieces of drama in a relationship that shouldn't be mistaken for passion might be dependency, the like unhealthy codependent kind, the kind that requires you to provide huge displays of affection as proof of your love or someone's constant need for validation or distrust. That's a big one. It even starts with a D. That's drama. Checking each other's phones or locations like that kind of dependency, the kind that leads to emotional highs and lows, you know, relying solely on you, for instance, for happiness. And when it's not there in the way that it's requested of you, more highs and more lows, right? That is drama. So why do we mistake those things for passion? And I'm sure you agree. These things sound like something you have no interest in. Why would you ever want to get involved with these things? Why do we mistake them for passion? They sure sound like cut and dry drama. Why do we find ourselves saying, oh, well, you know, Chad is just, he's just really energetic and he loves really hard or, you know, well, that's Jessica, you know, she's a bit crazy, but she wears her heart on her sleeve, right? Oh, this is, this is our love. You know, it's us because we're both type A people, right? Come with some of the excuses we say. Why do we say those things instead of saying, I have no interest in this kind of drama? Well, I'll touch on it briefly here, but if you want the, like the, the therapist angle, 
I say go one, talk to your therapist, but go go over to our good friend Google and look up attachment theory, attachment styles. You'll find all the details there on why we seek out subconsciously, why we seek out these types of drama-filled relationships in the first place. But we slap a label of passion on them. But let me see if I, in my non-therapy uh, <laughs> angle here, if I can offer my practical uh, you know, context. Due to a lot of factors in life, you know, we all have certain core beliefs. And yes, to the idea of attachment theory, they are born during our upbringing. And these are core beliefs that result in us carrying around certain things. On the negative side, that could be us carrying around massive insecurities where we might not ever feel fully worthy of being loved in a calm, patient way, where we always expect love to be a fight, where it's given and then taken away, where we expect people to hurt us, where we expect love to be something that has highs, massive highs, and massive lows, right? Where we just have to brave the elements, right? We all have parts of these beliefs in us. Some are very overt and some very much simmer beneath the surface. But regardless, the result is we're all conditioned in a sense. You know, on the, on the more leaning towards drama side, we're conditioned to think that consistency, straightforwardness, slowness, calmness, that that means a boring love, that anything less than drama is boring. Anything less than drama is boring because that's all we've ever known. We've been conditioned to stay within certain patterns that keep us in the hook, on the line for drama. Highs and lows that keep us on the hook. Give and take that keeps us on the hook. The threat of leaving followed by making up, right, that keeps us on the hook. And over time, whether that's been a constant in your life with your family and your upbringing, or whether you're finding a new pattern in, in dating in your adult life, we find comfort in that chaos in that drama it's like stimulation that anything less than that is boring and of course we don't want boring so we seek it out right it sounds weird to say that without chaos we lose interest and we would never say that out loud this is all subconscious but we see drama as something that keeps our interest in a relationship and so we slap a new label onto it to make it a bit more like palatable for ourselves. No, 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 no. It's not drama. It's passion. I want a passionate lover. And the person we date might be thinking the same thing. They need that chaos in their lives. They know that. And if they don't have it, they might create it. And there you are on the receiving end. Hey, real quick. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. And you know, if you're like me, you're always wishing for more time in life, right? Like, I wish I had more time. I wish I had more time to do blank. I wish, I wish, I wish. And as much as practically having a couple more hours in a day would be cool, a bit more time to do what we love instead of jobs and responsibilities, it begs the question, what would we do with that time? Not just wishful, I want more time, but for what? What would I do with that time? What really matters to me? What brings me joy? What enhances my life instead of just filling time and space with? Well, to answer that question, I think therapy can help. Therapy can help you find what matters so you can do more of it. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash New Mindset today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash New Mindset. 
Hey, real quick, this episode is sponsored by Hero Bread. And something I'm into lately, as simple as it sounds, is toast. A nice toasted piece of bread, so simple, maybe some butter, maybe some jam, but just toast. It's the best. But as someone who is making an effort to invest in my health and fitness and diet, the carb fear is real. And the result is I don't get to enjoy a nice piece of toast as often or as guilt-free as I'd like. So I'm definitely grateful for Hero Bread. Their bread options have zero to one grams of net carbs, zero grams sugar, and it's high in fiber. It's got the same soft, fluffy experience you love when enjoying a BLT or a burrito or a burger or toast. And they were kind enough to send me some loaves and I can attest to it being the same experience I crave, but now guilt-free. They also sent me some tortillas, which are great. They have bread loaves, buns, biscuits, tortillas, anything to match your bread cravings. So don't give up on being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use code newmindset at checkout. That's newmindset at h-e-r-o dot c-o. So this might be familiar to you, whether you're the one causing or accepting or you're on the receiving end. And then you compound this idea of needing drama, needing stimulation, being okay with inconsistency to keep your interest we compound it with the idea of attachment theory, right? To my point, which is that this is the idea that our upbringing creates our expectation for love. And if in our upbringing we had absent caregivers or anxious caregivers or controlling ones or any combination of those, we arrive at these subtle conclusions that drama is needed. It's part of love. It's part of love. Or at minimum, that it's just, you know, it's just part for the course. It's part of the process. And because some of us, and some of the people we date aren't being, I don't know, exactly mindful and being honest with ourselves. We throw ourselves into this cycle without challenging it. We just inherently need the drama or they need the drama. Anything less is not interesting. So it begs the question, how do we break free of this? Maybe our own cycle or that of the people we're dating. This applies to both, of course. Well, I wrote down a couple of thoughts here, and it really, it's about recognizing the difference between drama and passion, what defines them. And the biggest difference, I think, is that passion is defined by stability. It really is consistency, consistency of interest and consistency of effort and commitment. It's a deep level on each. Drama is the opposite. It's infrequent. It's prone to massive swings. It's where one day it's 100, but then a trigger and then no in between. It's down to zero. No in between. And more importantly, no conflict, conflict resolution that would allow you to sure be disappointed or triggered or emotional, but to talk it through, it goes from 100 to zero. Like for instance, a topic here would be that maybe you're, you're, you have a date planned with your partner and you've been excited all week and you're both texting about it and you're flirting and you're excited to see each other, but then something really important comes up on your end and work needs you and you can't get out of it. So you tell your partner, hey, I'm really sorry, but you offer a new date, you, you compromise, but they, they lose it. They, they go off about how they no longer want to see you, that you're selfish, the whole thing. Drama, but it's 100 to zero. And then back potentially if you make up, but it's massive high, massive low, no in-between, no stability. And to my point, drama doesn't have that in-between that passion does. Passionate love is defined, sure, by highs and lows, but it has that middle ground of stability where you can meet. It's like neutral turf where you can work out your issues. Conflict resolution. Drama sees the same arguments over and over again and no resolution because it's a cycle. 
So I think that's really so defining and something we need to pay attention to. Drama is defined by instability. Passion has consistency. And also passion allows for independence. It allows for a sense of self outside of the relationship. I've found that drama usually is the result of some element of codependency where maybe both of you for sure, but maybe your partner relies almost exclusively on you for their happiness. And when it's not enough for them or it's not on their schedule or to their liking, there, there we go again. We enter the drama phase. That is drama not passion. And we have to draw a line here to realize that a relationship should be exciting. Yes, of course, that is the point. But it has to be exciting in the sense that it comes from mutual excitement, interest, enthusiasm, consistency, lack of predictability, chaos, and drama. Those things we think can be exciting too, and they can, sure, but that is not the passion that you deserve. And we have no business finding ourselves in a cycle like that. Because it's a cycle that keeps us in a cycle. It's got highs, followed by lows, followed by making up, make up sex, an intimate moment, and then you're right back into it. And that is never ending if you let it. Passion, the kind you deserve in a relationship, as much as it's certainly about excitement, it's about stability. It's about safety. It's about knowing that your, your connection together creates more together, more energy, more highs, and that will come with lows. But the passion allows for middle ground where there is healthy communication. There's no zero to 100, 100 to zero because you have that element of consistency. And we deserve that kind of passion in our lives. That's like a love that doesn't like set fire to our hearts. It's just always warm. We deserve that. We need safety and security. That is passion. That is passion. And I think as we're younger, we don't necessarily think of that. But as we get older, we need to reevaluate our definitions. Passion is safety. It's stability. That is passion. Real passion. It, is, it isn't just about big, grand gestures or intense emotional highs. It's about consistent, everyday actions that build a strong bond. It looks like listening and hearing your partner, showing kindness, appreciation for each other, being there for each other. It's about working together, that middle ground, respecting each other's independence, the boring stuff. But that is passion. True passion is found in shared silence, shared jokes, shared security. That is the kind of love, the kind of passion we deserve. It's steady, it's nurturing, and it's reliable in our lives. And having that is what makes our lives exciting. It's what makes ordinary moments extraordinary. That is passion, not drama. So I'll end it right there. I hope this was helpful. If it was, I'd be so grateful if you shared the episode with a friend. Just send them the link to Apple Podcasts or Spotify, but thank you for doing that. And as always, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for supporting me. And until next episode, I'm out. If you're shopping while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast, then you know and love the thrill of the hunt. 
But are you getting the thrill of the best deals? Rakuten shoppers do. They get the brands they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Nike, Walmart, and Zappos. And even stack sales on top of cash back. It's easy to use and you can get your cash back through PayPal or check. The idea is simple. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers. And Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.